0: Hello and welcome to uh, Mall Life with uh, I'm Dave
1: and I'm Don and we're just
0: uh, excited to get back together and talk shop about shopping malls and speaking of shopping malls you know I was uh, with a broker recently and, and he, uh, he used the phrase because he came to visit me in my home state and uh, he said well you know in California they're taking the tops off all the malls and ripping them open." And here, where you are, they're just getting bigger and bigger and bigger and closed. I said, well, it is free air conditioning. So they, you know, (laughs) he kind of understood it versus the summer breeze of California. So, but on that note, you know, uh, malls are ever evolving. You know, we, we take the big box and we shift it, we move it, we expand it, we raise it. Well, uh, you know the company I I have had the privilege of working for recently. You know one of their big crown jewels. They they ripped the roof right off and made it made it a three story outdoor mall instead of a two story enclosed mall, and it was a big success for them. Um, and so there's a lot of just changes. And and so I thought today, you know, if we had some cool stories on some of the construction that we've had to deal with and some different things, and you know, I thought I'd kick it off with a little bit of fun. I I remember um, I remember retail. We had a, a shopping mall that had an ice rink it was one of the first malls to have an ice rink indoors or maybe not first but it was the first in the state that it was in that had this ice rink and it was awesome right except that when they built it uh they didn't put any doors on one side so it was open to the mall on one end which meant that 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 entrance court was incredibly cold all the time and it also meant that the ice on that end melted a little faster than the other <laughs> end because it couldn't stay because obviously there's warm warm air coming in and uh And then the other problem was, is it was like eight feet short of what a full rink would be. So if you were, say, a Olympic skater and you were doing your practice route, it would be eight feet shorter than you were used to, so, you know, the walls came faster. And same thing with hockey, so you have these great hockey games and things. And and anyway, when I got on the property, we had just taken this large, this large, uh, this, this large area, and we said, okay, well, if we blow out the bottom, there's about six, I think, tenants that we could relocate. You know, the usuals, Hallmark and, and Kitty Candids for those who are, remember such such great old retailers. And we could blow it out and we could take it, we could make it a large Dick's Sporting Goods, you know, big sporting goods store. Um, and it'd be awesome because it was kind of this two-story vaulted ceiling for the ice rink area and then the, the retailers we'd recapture would expand expanded into it. And I remember, you know, we had this big, you know, I remember how many months of a construction was. Maybe it was six months of demo and put back in. And, and we'd have retailers, because you had about 400 linear feet of barricade, just to keep it all in one spot. And I remember we'd, we'd, get, we'd get complaints from, from tenants about like diesel fumes, because they'd be using diesel lifts and things and all the work they're doing, but they're doing it in 50,000 square feet. And they're outside, they're within the mall, but kind of outside the mall, because they're rebuilding the face. And then the fumes would kind of go through and you'd have people going, oh, I can't breathe, this is bad. Even though it was three times filtered air and it was just a smell and it would dissipate. We get a lot of complaints. But I remember working with the contractors for that one. And and I remember we got to the end and it was my first time ever going through a construction project where like I had to do the walkthrough. So I get the fire marshal there and we're looking at the plans. And I remember every time the fire marshal would ask a question that was beyond the contractors like well we didn't do that we missed it they would just look at me and be like well that was the mall's responsibility and i remember just sitting there going huh wait a second we hired you to run the whole project install everything build it and turn over the tenant and now the fire marshal's here and you're like well i i didn't know about the strobe that was supposed to be upper level on the back and and it was always like i, I swore from that moment on i'm like. I don't know enough at that point. I was too green to know anything about construction, really, to that detail. Like, I will never walk into a job site and not know what the freak they were supposed to do. And what's the best part for me was about a year and a half later, they were, or within about a year, they were at another project working uh, where we're taking down an old uh, Lord and Taylor building and do this big demo It's really cool stuff. And I swear they did the demolition one page at a time. Like, they would look at it and go, okay, we got to dig up this court and we're gonna add in this one gas line, and then we're gonna do this thing, and then we're gonna put the court back, and that's great. And I swear they do all that work, and then they flip the page, and they go, oh, you know what, we gotta dig it open, and we gotta put another pipe in. And they would dig the court up again and put it again. And each time, we'd have to send out memos to all the tenants, let them know the schedule delivery had changed, and da-da-da-da-da-da. And it was just like, and I swear, every time. Then they'd lick their finger, turn the page, and oh, we got to redig that court again. I swear, in eight weeks we dug that court up like four times, <laughs> and it was just like unbelievable. I mean, poked my eyes out, and I just I could never figure out the likelihood of what they're doing. It's like, if you're going to open that court and do a bunch of utilities, do all the utility work at once. Don't patch this thing with four asphalt overlays because you couldn't read all the plans. But those were some big projects, and that was my first foray into a couple of big projects that I just I couldn't believe. But that's my you know, starter intro into it for my side.
1: Well, I tell you, uh, I didn't know much about construction when you get in this industry. Uh, my first center, I was the manager, marketing director, and sort of the ops manager. It was a small mall, only about 400,000 square feet. So I had to learn a lot as I went along. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of really patient contractors out there. There's some that uh, decided I wasn't worth working with, too, which I, I can understand and appreciate that but uh, i i remember one of, the, one of the the first enclosed mall that i had that was mine they were re-roofing it was in north carolina it had to be 95 degrees and 150% humidity i know that doesn't add up but you get the gist of it and it was what they call a hot tar roof so they had the big tar pot on the side and they popped they piped the tar up on top and then they 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 walk behind it, and I was up there with my department store manager where we were doing this. So because it was over his, and there's there's odor that comes with it. There's no way not to have yeah, odor with tar. it. Yeah, yeah, it's tar. Yeah, it's tar, and it's really hot. And uh, we we climbed up on the roof and we were looking at it. And he turned to me and he said, "I'd go on unemployment before I worked that hard." I mean, those guys that were working that, they had big blisters on their arms where their, you know, the tar had popped up on them. I mean, their clothes. Ooh. You can just imagine it and that's when it uh well not that i ever wanted to go into construction but any any urge i would have had to do that would have passed quickly because that was a tough way to make a living you know it's it's very unique in the mall business because when you're building a new mall there's a lot of excitement around it but everybody can go out there i've been fortunate to be involved in four or five grand openings and you know when you're coming down to the wire you're just pretty convinced you're not going to make it, that all the pieces aren't going to be there. There's been times where we've opened the doors and there's still lifts in back hallways and the paint may be a little wet and we still don't know where the switch is that does that, you know, but (laughs) but you, you sort of, you figure your way through it. But those are all challenges, but I think a bigger challenge is when you're when you're remodeling a mall, or you're either adding an anchor, or you've got stores changing, because, you know, somehow, it's really weird how this works, but people don't want to hear jackhammers where they're in the mall shopping. They don't want to smell fumes, they don't want to have to put up with it. So, you know, most of this stuff's being built overnight, or early in the morning, and, uh, you know, uh, when you have contractors, and there's been a handful of great ones that I've dealt with. Uh, that uh, you know they get it they know all the mall rules and there's other people that they're used to well we just come in and we work you know 7 till 3 or 7 to 5 and you know, no. I mean, we can't tell you how many times you've gone back to the same place and said, "No jackhammering." No, no, no. No, you no.
0: can't pound on the wall that is also next to Bath and Body Works. Yeah, yeah. and they
1: and they use uh, they use uh, shotguns to, you know, with a twenty-two shell to to, to shoot in uh, into the concrete and stuff, and you know, it just you don't you don't want it, but. Uh, I tell you, it makes for some great stories. Uh, several come to mind, but I know once we had, we had finished the construction on this, and uh, most malls they have a smoky back system where you have to, uh, when the city comes in before they'll give a, a permit, they have to make sure that it, in the case of a fire that the smoke is contained in the store; it doesn't roll out into the mall, and it's evac out through their through their HVAC system. And so, on this particular store, it. Uh, we had to get it open that day. It was fully stocked. It was ready to go. It was a final inspection. Uh, I think they have been out there before, and there was a couple little things that had to happen. But they they brought out the smoke machine, which is just a theatrical smoke machine where it just so kind of smoke. like a fogger kind right. of thing. Yeah. Okay. And you prop open the doors going out to the mall, and then they they fill the space with smoke. It's supposed to trigger the it's supposed to trigger the uh, uh, fire fire alarm, which makes the air conditioning start sucking it out and the, the point being is that you don't want any of the smoke to go in the mall, it should all stay in the store and go up and so we were there store had to open that day, we had announced it was going to open that day, and they get there and the city's smoke machine wouldn't work so it's like, well this oh. is this is a problem, so the, the uh, fire marshal looked at this one guy that was working construction and he had a package of cigarettes rolled up underneath his sleeve and he said uh, get a ladder, go underneath that smoke alarm, light up blow smoke into there i just want to make sure that everything you know kicks on and and uh you know we'll we'll see if everything's working as as it should we won't be able to see the smoke come out but you know we'll we'll get you open today we'll get the machine fixed we'll come back and do it tonight or tomorrow so this guy gets up there and you have to sort of picture this if you can but he was sort of a cowboy looking guy had a straw hat on uh, a construction worker through and through and i'm not saying that in a bad way but he gets up there takes a couple puffs blows it into the smoke alarm, smoke alarm, kicks on, and the air outtake was right next to him. It sucked the hat off his head. Oh. I mean, I wish we could have filmed it because it was hilarious how quick it went. I mean, as soon as it went on, and he said, yeah, you guys pass. Because we're, when, when, we're when it pulls the hat off your head when you were within about two feet of that, you're pretty sure that that smoky vac yeah. is going the way it the does. The vacuum
0: but, suck is real. Yeah, yeah, that's
1: right. I don't think much smoke's going to come out of that one. They did come back and test it, when they? I mean, they had their machine fixed, but we did get open that day, and That's obviously awesome. there was no, no event.
0: That's awesome. Those smoke evac systems are super cool. Like for those who have never been in a big you know big city that has them. I mean, I had a mall that had one got added in because they'd expanded the mall in that section. The other one didn't have any because they hadn't expanded it yet, but it was. It was cool. I mean, those things would kick on, and just you'd almost feel the negative pressure just go, and it's just the whole thing. You know, it's 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 a cool experience.
1: Annually, one of the cities we were in would make us test the whole mall, and so they would come through and throughout the whole mall they would set up these smoke bombs, and they weren't they they were actually a, a bomb that they set off that and and so well, we were doing it on a I think it was a Saturday night or a Sunday night. I think it was a Saturday night. So once the mall closed, probably about nine thirty ten. You know, we'd gotten the majority of the tenants out. They knew what was going on. we set these up. So we had the fire marshal there and some other inspectors, and, they, and uh, they set everything off, and they were looking. We also had a movie theater that was on an out parcel there. So people are coming out of the movie theater, and they're seeing all this smoke pouring out of the, the roof of the mall. And so this is before social media. That's awesome. <laughs> but they got so many calls into the fire department. The, the, the fire marshal was there. I mean, we had some firemen there too, but, you know, there weren't, like, trucks and flashing lights and stuff. They went And rolled some trucks out because everyone was just so worried that the mall was burning. The mall's burning (laughs) down right right now. You know what's going on, and no one's here. You know, there's nothing. They're all just watching. That's right. So they ran some trucks out just to just to sort of appease. That's awesome. And we passed, which was a good thing too. But you, you know, it's funny. But over the years, I've had a lot of strip centers, and I've had malls, and sometimes. You know, you don't get complete sets of plans. You don't really know where everything is, and it's very expensive. Uh, my, my joke used to be in the parking lot when you're having to look for a line. It's very expensive to look for a line with a backhoe. I mean, you know, well, you you dig 10 feet this way, and, oh, gee, it's not there, and then you go 10 feet the other way, and before, you know, you've got a. A forty-foot hole, and you still haven't found There's that line that you're. Life. Yeah,
0: and, and you're going, you're going. We just spent ten hours, and it's eighty-five dollars an hour. <laughs> yeah, that's right.
1: plus I got to build it back, yeah, and it's yeah. not going good. But yeah. we we had the center. Uh, it was in, um, it was in a major. Uh, well, it was in Nashville, and um, we were having all sorts of trouble. And it, it was an open-air center, but we had lines collapsing. There was plumbing problems all the time, and just just a lot of issues. And it was a small center, and we didn't have any personnel on site we use contractors everywhere but there was a local constable that uh we'd had a relationship with and he would help us with things uh you know like if if a contractor gone out to do something you know i could call him he'd say yeah you know they they did this or they did that if if you need to some sort of a a notice served you know he could go do that so he's a quasi employee he wasn't operations he wasn't management he was he just reported back so um I'm there one time and I mean after our umpteenth, you know, $50,000 expense on trying to figure out what's wrong with the plumbing and stuff, he started telling me a story and he said, "You know, it's because during this construction they cut corners and some people may have been paid something to go past, you know, to look past this and he starts telling me these stories and it, I mean my eyes are rolling back in my head cuz <laughs> I've never so I I was going home that day and I said, "You know what? Let me call you tomorrow. You know, I want to I want to understand this." So uh Next day, I was back in the office, and uh, I've never been accused of looking like James Bond or acting like James Bond, but I decided I was going to call him, and I was going to record the conversation, because he's telling me all this stuff, and when I went to my bosses, I didn't want to think I was nuts, that, you know, you're making up all this stuff, this really couldn't have happened. So uh, back then, I had a Dictaphone. For those of you who don't know what a Dictaphone is, it's a very small recorder, and it had little tapes that I think ran for the maximum of 30 minutes. And uh, I I bought a recording device that you put over the phone, uh handset, to record the and uh, I probably for those of
0: you who don't remember handsets, yeah. that was the thing that was actually attached <laughs> right. to the desk, yeah. To the, yeah. yeah, to
1: the phone that was attached to the wall. wall. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> exactly. yeah, if you if you Google it, you can probably find some pictures. So uh, I I bought this device that allowed you to record calls, and to this day, I still don't know if it was legal to record. I think in the state I was in, as long as one party was aware of the recording, it was legal to do it. So you're in the clear. Yeah, That's but cool. I, but I wasn't really doing it. For legal reasons, it was just I wanted to be able to gather all that information. I wanted to share it with my boss. So uh, I talked to this guy for four tapes. I mean, I was having to replace tapes, you know, and and he's telling me all these things that are just blowing up. No,
0: I mean, 30 minutes of tape, that's a couple hours of a couple hour conversation.
1: And uh, I probably told stories in the middle of it, which made it go longer, much like these. These podcasts podcast. Fair enough, yeah, fair, yeah. Enough. <laughs> but, yeah, fair but, enough. But uh, at, at the end of the day, it was like 6.30, and I thought, well, I'm not going to listen back to these now. I was going to take notes off them. I took some as I went along, but I couldn't write as fast as everything he was telling me. So I locked them up my desk, went home, and the next morning I came back in eager anticipation of playing these tapes back and getting this information, You know, gonna, going to uh, give my boss little snip, snippets of it, You know, let him listen to some of these conversations. I should have read the instructions on the recording device. I put it over the mouthpiece, not the earpiece. Oh, jeez. So when I played it back, the only thing I recorded was my questions. I could hear nothing that he said. So I would say, so you're saying the inspector did... And they'd be this pause. Nothing, just quiet, so I had two hours of my talking with these long periods of quiet, nothing about this what this guy told me, and oh. I'm thinking the chances of calling him back and getting him to listen. I happen to remember my questions exactly could you could you remember your answers exactly because i got a time frame here i'm trying to work in so uh, anyway my double dot seven days were shorter sort of short lived there with that yeah so. you're
0: you're uh, you're low on the let's just not send you into a corporate whirlwind <laughs> to try and get some clever investigative journalism yeah. done
1: yeah uh <laughs> we did sort of figure things out there over time but uh, i tell you what it's a challenge and and you know uh, it, it, it's funny and you know this i'm sure as well uh between tenants and customers they're pretty convinced anything can flush down a toilet. For those of you who have been in public restrooms and it tells you all the things not to flush down a toilet, you would think those signs really wouldn't need to be necessary. But I also don't think it should be necessary. There's signs saying employees must wash their hands because I'm hoping they do that automatically. And I've always wondered... What other signs must be back in the kitchen of those restaurants? You know, yeah. food on the floor is thrown away. You know, don't <laughs> use the knife this way. You know, don't grab the don't grab the blade, grab the handle. You, you know, yeah, uh,
0: safety RS signs. Yeah, yeah. exactly.
1: But uh, yeah, That's I mean, funny. there's there's a it, in New York City, we actually had to put grinders on the sewer lines because people would would shoplift and and flush to, uh, clothes down the. the the uh, toilet oh. so they you know when they came out they were wearing the new clothes and they weren't any, any old clothes to no do proof. it no proof they just flushed them wow yeah. that's that's a uh, that's so, pretty
0: egregious to get that down
1: the yeah. get down down the pipes but, but we had to have these huge grinders that just pulverized everything and they could they could do uh some metal and everything. i mean it was just you know they because they would send through the tags you know they'd yeah, they get everything out of there and put it down there so um wow yeah the
0: grinder on the sewer line uh-huh. That's unbelievable. Well, Well, of course, if someone lost a diamond ring, that sucks. Yeah. (laughs) There's no hope, lady. It's gone. Trust me. Trust me. Can I take
1: you to my nearest jewelry store? We we can replace that. What size are you? I'm sure we can figure that out. We're not, we're not going to find that one, but we can make another, we can make a better one. Well, I guess, did did
0: anyone ever flush fireworks down there? Because I wondered if the grinder took care of that. (laughs) I don't, I don't
1: know. I've always wondered how they did that, but. Yeah, the
0: cherry bomb with the cigarette, at least that's all the movies did. Not that I've ever done that. Yeah. Well, the, uh,
1: yeah, the, the public restrooms are, are, are such a challenge anyway. Oh. Um, I had a mall once in, in North Carolina as well that did not have public restrooms. When the mall was built, again, it was another They small, built it with no restrooms? No, no public restroom. That's awesome. And there was a restaurant there. Sign me up. Yeah, yeah and that's <laughs> the true. There was a restaurant there that had... Um, uh, it was a cafeteria and they had a large restroom up front of their space so people knew that they could go in there and go to the bathroom in, and we helped clean it and we supplied everything so it oh, sort course. of worked so it it was, as a yeah. uh, uh,
0: give and take right. way. It,
1: it was a 400,000 foot mall there were stores still had bathrooms for some strange reason whoever it was I appreciated that we didn't have to have public restrooms but you know there were restrooms there and, and it, it was a small market and one day I opened the paper and there was a article on the front page of the paper where people could write it and ask questions. And, and on this one, one of the questions was, why doesn't X mall have restrooms? And I don't know why I'm saying X mall, it's not even a mall now, but they said, why doesn't it have restrooms? And there was an answer there from the mall manager that the the reporter said, you know, mall management says it's so and so. And what's funny is I was the mall manager and oh. I'd never <laughs> been asked. So I called the newspaper and I said, interesting article today. Uh, who did you talk to? And they said, "Oh, we've had that question before, so we just re-ran the old answer." And I said, "How do you know I wasn't planning on putting in restrooms or anything?" So uh, I'm just saying, sometimes you have to—you want to you watch what you read in the paper and remember. That's a, that's a good retail partner right there, yeah, the newspaper partner. That's yeah. awesome. It's 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 always one-sided. I mean, uh, you know, it's 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 one person's opinion, and I'm not saying media is bad, but I'm just saying you never quite know what's going on.
0: Oh, well, that's, uh, you know, I think that's one of the first lessons in uh, media crisis training is they are not your friends, you yep. know. But, you know, it's funny is I interned at the mall that Jay Leno used the joke for years and years and years on where, and it's the one where he gets closer to Christmas and he goes, hey, uh, and he holds up the card and it's a picture of Santa and it says, Satan comes to Cash Valley Mall. And I interned at that mall, so it was, it was always extra fun because I know the paper I know the mall. I know where Santa sits and and I just remember every time it's like and to think that that keeps getting rerun from Jay Leno for over the time now that's obviously over and gone but you can look up clips on YouTube and find it but
1: but what So it, they misspelled it is what they No, so what oh. it
0: was is is uh, Utah State University's in Logan which is in this community. So somebody was an intern or a copy editor or you know like one of the sub-level employees, you know. And the mall had put together the proof. Santa coming to Cash Valley Mall on this date and this date, and come for the parade and da da da. da. And so the guy got the proof, and then he changed it to Satan, (laughs) and and he did it so he could send it to his buddy. But this is before really email, and it's more of fax, you know. Well, wouldn't you know that the proof he changed to send to his buddy made it to print. And so then on Sunday, when it prints out and everyone gets the Sunday paper, and you open the big half-page ad, <laughs> it's you know it's this beautiful picture of Santa and the rose, you know the red and the velvet, and the and it's a really great looking real bearded Santa, but it says Satan comes to Jan- <laughs> Cash Valley. Mall. and Cash Valley, Utah is a fairly uh, Christian organization, so the 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 Jesus Satan dichotomy. Is very real didn 't help it didn't help yeah, sales i did, 'm saying, but it did bring a lot of notoriety, but i, I wasn 't there during the time, but the stories is just hilarious because it's you know the it, it was all approved correctly on the cash valley side for the management office side and talking to the manager and the marketing manager at times like, yeah, No, it was all approved. it was all correct, and then it was on their side that someone made the change and that i don 't think that college student continued to work at the paper after that, so it was kind of end of the account rep but uh, I How thought interesting.
1: It, it, we were talking about training. You know, one of the things that we all went through at different companies as we gone through is the media training. And, and uh, it's funny, but the, you know, I'm, I'm no expert at it. But you you learn enough now that when you watch the news and you see things, and one of the, one of the things they taught us was, regardless of what the question is, you answer with the with the message you want to get out. So you know, what do you, you know? What do you want to say about? You know X Y Z or this tragedy that happened, and you give an answer that's not to that question at all. You get across the message that you know we have over six million visitors every year. It's unfortunate this happened, but you know we're still blah 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 blah. Didn't answer the question at all. And uh, if if you watch the news now with that filter on, you'll see the people that are always you know they 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 know the you know just because they ask you the question doesn't mean you have to answer that question. Now granted, most of the times they're good partners and and you want them you know on your yeah, side
0: you're trying to give them a, a cool scoop or a cool idea right. or or bring them in to, to learn grow expand something yeah
1: yeah, some of my favorite promotions you know would involve newspapers and and uh and uh, television stations and i mean there was there was one city uh it was in uh north carolina uh and uh we had newspaper racks on the property and you know, they had a morning and an evening paper, and they, they would put newspaper racks in there, and they sold the newspaper racks. And then once those got out there, other news, other racks came out. You know, it might be a, uh, a lifestyle. It might be something about real estate. It might be auto traders. So, you know, before long, when I took over that property, there had to be, you know, a couple places where there was probably 10 or 12 of these. So my boss came out. And remember, I'd been doing this full time now for maybe three months, four months. And they said, you need to get rid of those. And uh, they don't pay rent. You know, they're an eyesore. They're just dropping they're, them off. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 they chain one next to the next one, to the next one, to the next one, you know. And uh, they don't clean them. You know, some of the stuff that was in some of these uh, uh, publications they put out were questionable at best, not something that you really want coming out at your mall. So uh, I got rid of them, and I got a call from the newspaper saying, we need those. You know, we need them to and so I, I inquired again, and part of the answer I got at the time, and whether it's right, wrong, or indifferent, was that if you allow one, you have to allow them all. And, you know, so just get them all gone. So I got rid of them all. And uh, three or four days later, in the Sunday paper, on the front page of the newspaper, there was a little blurb saying that the, uh, we'd actually got our Hallmark store and a couple of restaurants to sell papers inside their store. So if you wanted the newspaper, you could yeah, still you get can, it. You still
0: get access to it.
1: But they said that uh, they. Uh, they uh, were no longer allowing free press at, at the law. <laughs> it's like free press? We didn't say you couldn't publish your newspaper. We're just saying we're not going to let you put it in our common area and, and sell it. You know, you don't take – and if you got to take one. But it made me so mad. Back then it was a merchant's association, which we did our advertising with. And I called a board of a directors meeting on, with the merch association. I said, you know, I can't believe they did this to us. I mean, no one was happy that we were a front-page story about not liking free press. But we decided to pull all of our advertising out of that newspaper, and I called the editor and I said, "You know, you're a hundred-year-old paper. I realize my, I was, I don't know, maybe fifteen or twenty thousand dollars isn't going to be the end of you, but I don't know how else to show my displeasure because you have a, you have a bully pulpit that you can, you know, beat us up with, and we can't really respond to." It. Well, fast forward about three months, four months, I get a call inviting me to the newspaper early in the morning. They're having a special announcement. And uh, they announced they were shutting down the paper. Over a hundred years, that paper had been in line. They the uh, city just went with one paper. They went with the evening paper. Oh, and geez. I thought, gee, I guess my money had more bearing on that than I would have ever thought. I, so I
0: guess we we got our we
1: paid yeah. back. We won. We won. Hey, yeah. <laughs> so, we won. Yeah. So oh. uh, you just never know how those things progress along, and as you go through, but most of the time they're great partners, and, and uh, there's there's been some great great promotions.
0: Yeah, I mean, I. I, I you know, it's, it's funny, in, in the mall management position, you know, you have to be the jack of all trades, and, and one of the things we do is, like you said, media crisis training, where they tell you how to answer the questions, and David Keating was a guy that just, he's awesome if you follow him on LinkedIn or whatever, but he's awesome, and he, but he was a, a news reporter that then got into corporate communications and then does that stuff, and he would do the crisis training, and it was always so funny, because his number one rule was, don't forget to breathe, breathe. And so he'd get people up there and he'd start. He'd go into reporter mode and he'd start asking all these questions like, well, you know, he'd spin it. We'd have some test case, you know, he'd spin the question. You're like, I can't answer that like that. So you just spun it <laughs> from friendly to like mean right in front of me. And you would see the people during practice with the camera in front of them just stop breathing. And you'd hear them go, um, um. Um, and then you hear him breathe and then they'd answer the question and it was like okay you gotta breathe and it was like, but it's really interesting being the jack of all trades you gotta know your finance, you gotta know your accounting you gotta know your retailers, you gotta know your aesthetics, your visuals, your cleaning but the media crisis was always an interesting thing but, but there's a lot of training that goes with it and I always thought Keating was a great guy for that from that standpoint but just the stories and how he can help you get the message and give it delivered but to handle all those things it's just it's a lot of crazy
1: well, you try to stay positive and everything that you put out in the in in the media. When they ask you questions, uh, unfortunately, a lot of times that isn't the answer they want, or that isn't the story that they want. And so you got to be really careful of 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 uh, you know trying to understand what it is they're going to ask before they get there. And uh, they also want to they also want to mess you up as well. So they they may tell you what they're going to ask, but as soon as they get a chance to zip. flip it a little bit, they yeah, take it zip, another way. Zip right back to you. Yeah. Uh, well, it. Um, there's a couple stories on that. I'm not sure I want to go down those, yeah, that, that yeah, rabbit a, hole right now. But Yeah. yeah. So talking about construction, uh, we said when when malls are building out new stores and they're building it right next to another one, you know, there's a lot of challenges about it. If you think about it, all the stores are interconnected in various ways, whether there's sprinkler lines that are in them, and, uh, you know, there's there's air conditioning, there's uh, power lines that run through. You know, I can't tell how many times someone – cut a line accidentally i mean i've never had anything malicious but we were in the office one day and we hear security put out a call that there's water coming over a construction barricade and so coming uh, over a barricade yeah so oh, wow. okay. back then the barricade didn't have a top on it and later over time we start putting tops on them and try to keep the dust out of the common area so we run out there and and uh, there's water squirting out over the top of the construction barricade into the common area so i go around to the back and there's a guy on a ladder holding a five gallon bucket over a missing sprinkler head and he's trying to stop the water from spraying out, and and you know you'd like to think that water that's coming out is pristine. Maybe, yeah, when maybe I think even, of
0: the movies, it's like singing in the rain, yeah. and I'm tap maybe, dancing. Maybe
1: even drinkable. Yeah, but uh, if you think about how those lines are put together, there's you know they've set for a while. Sometimes there's grease in it. Sometimes there's metal shavings. You know, as they put pieces together. And this guy is standing on this ladder, trying to hold this bucket over to keep the water from going. I'm thinking he's a hero. I mean, that he's trying to...
0: Yeah, because those things go, and if one goes, it all goes.
1: Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of water coming, and I'm thinking, well, this isn't good. And then I'm thinking, why isn't there more water on the floor? And I look through, and they had cored through the floor with a four-inch hole, which in essence was now a drain, and it was going down into the store underneath them, which was above their drop ceiling. But all this water was going onto the floor. And so I'm over there standing on the hole now trying to limit this. We got the water shut off, but even once you shut the water off, there's still a lot of water to drain down. And it was a mess. And the people downstairs in that space, they went out screaming because they're watching the ceiling fall. There's water dripping down. There's electric. They don't know what to do. And uh, they actually went home. <laughs> Those people like, just decided, click, click, I'm yeah. out. Well, they didn't even lock the doors. Oh, just left? So uh, we <laughs> went down there, and there's still water coming through. And one thing you don't do is a ball. Uh, manager or the mall employees, you you know, you don't mess with their inventory. You don't have keys to their stores and stuff, but we're watching merchandise get ruined. So we actually start moving some of the stuff out in the common area into another space trying to limit the, the amount of damage because their employees had just decided, yeah, I didn't sign up for waterworks here. So, hmm. so the whole thing gets sorted out and uh, found out that this employee upstairs that I thought was such a hero was actually the same person that also unscrewed the pipe. Uh, well, I said sprinkler head, but he hadn't screwed the pipe. He thought it was not pressurized, but he had not put in the order for it. And the, Again, it happened to be the same contractor that did the overspray, who now makes it sound like he wasn't a good contractor, but he was. But he he stood up. He took responsibility for everything. They fixed it as luck would have it, he had built out the store underneath so he knew all the material and, and he did such a great job of that that at the end of it, I got a gift from the store underneath about how well we handled it. And uh, I was expecting to somehow be, you know, you don't go into a store and drag move Drag through their, the mud, yeah. yeah. You don't go into a store underneath there, uh, and move out their merchandise without thinking, yeah, there's some liability here and if something's missing, you know, I don't want them coming after me, but you also just hate seeing things go, so.
0: Oh, and, and you're trying to, in an emergency situation, try to mitigate as much damage as right. possible I mean I had I had one where uh, they were demoing out a large space upstairs and de- by demo I mean demoli- demolition right just take everything out rip it down to nothing and the best part was the contractor had gone through and tied ribbon on every single sprinkler head with a sign that said do not hit <laughs> and wouldn't you know that night the store below is calling going, we got a ton of water in here and some contractor had been up there swinging at pipes and swinging at stuff to hit. And he hit about three of them and just... And all comes down. And and like you said, new drop ceiling, new hard deck ceiling, a bunch of merchandise. The contractor had to do two projects at the same time from that standpoint. But it's just funny because the demo contractors, it's like the it's like a bull in a Chinese shop seeing red. You said go and I could demo everything. So I'm just going. And it's like... And it's like... It, i I thought the contractor done a good job. It all was marked off. Do not hit live. Do not hit live. Do not hit. Nope.
1: Nope. It doesn't take a lot to knock no, off a sprinkler does, head, though. That's off. true. I mean, uh, we had a contractor painting them all in our common area, and he hit a sprinkler head. And it Easy was, to
0: do with a lift or a pole or whatever, right. yeah.
1: And it was late at night, and it took a substantial amount of time to get the water shut off. And uh it was in the common area, and water went down in the escalator pit, which by the way, is where all the electronics are for it. Not a good place to have water standing. <laughs> it floated out some of the stores and so I was there it was uh I remember it was the first year I ever remember hearing anything about El Nino, and it was going to be a wet summer or winter. I forget when El Nino comes and so i'm in a I'm in a tenant space. And his, uh, it was a jewelry store. A lot of his stuff was damaged because water, um, soaked up through the, you know, the wood that was sitting on the floor. And he wasn't in a good mood. I wasn't in a good mood. I knew it was going to be our responsibility. And by our responsibility, I mean the contractor. And, uh, so we were sitting there, his alarm system was out, so he had to stay. And I just didn't feel right leaving him going back to my warm bed. So I stayed with him and we got a deck of cards and we were playing cards and, uh, I, I remember one time when I thought it was safe to say it without him killing me. I said, "Boy, this El Nino hit hard this year, didn't it?" <laughs> As we were inside the space, <laughs> luckily he took it in the in the way that I meant it. But uh, you know, it, it it happens, and and uh, you know, no, no harm, no fouls. On the bright side, no one was injured in it, but wasn't a good time.
0: No, that's 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 the truth, and, and it's and it's always it's always sudden or surprising. You know, I mean, uh, you know, for those who are maybe not, are familiar. Uh, Spaces and malls can be designed in a lot of different ways. You can have spaces that uh, the 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 walls only go up above the ceiling grade, so they're open plenum along all the malls for smoke and for air air control and utilities and that kind of stuff. And then there's other malls where you have a fire-rated wall that goes all the way up to the deck and it's completely sealed each one each one. So you could have you can have ones where one problem becomes married to all problems you know so someone's doing demo in the space and you didn't plan on that well you just got dust through three stores worth of cleaning in the morning or or you know vice versa you've got it sealed up and you're doing something you got to get to the wall and you punch through and the other side isn't finished and so something goes wrong in the other space so there's but the malls can be designed in a lot of ways and it's the same thing with like the hvac systems or the heating and cooling systems Right, Some of them are individual units like your house. Some of them are chiller units that have cool air loops and huge towers and big chillers. And some have large tenant units that are shifted together or split together, split units. Um, and so they can all be different. Well, the more centralized the controls for like the malls that have all central HVAC systems, like the chiller systems or the all-controlled, mall-controlled or landlord-controlled units, you get into problems where, like, um, I had a mall that uh, that all of the fire, all of the fire dampering of the AC units was controlled to the main fire panel. So there was a day where in the summer, where we're getting ready for for you know a warmer day, and there was a communication card that goes bad on the fire panel. All of a sudden, it just glitches like a power surge or something just glitched the fire panel. Well, the fire panel communication code, card, basically didn't allow any of the dampers to open on any AC unit in the entire mall, which means the AC, the air handlers, the air pushers can work fine, the central plant chiller works fine, there's cold water ready to go, the air's ready to go, but all the air stops at the brick wall before it goes into the mall, and so the common area, every tenant space, Everything is shut down because of a centralized fire sprinkler. And it's just a, in this instance, it was a comm card. But, like, you have them where, like, a contractor's working in one space and totally messes up the system. And then all of a sudden it just runs through. But because we're trying to be very efficient and save the world, you know, with some of the environmental components, which is good for business and good for the world, it can be very bad because one thing goes bad and all of a sudden everything's locked out. And sometimes the contractors cause that because they're in doing something they didn't tell you about or didn't put the system in test, or and all of a sudden you get the surge or something. So it's kind of an interesting way how all the spaces are interconnected but yet separate.
1: Well, retailers had taken the step long way before, at least the companies that I worked for, and, and then the last one became a leader in, in the conservation and and um, uh, and going green with our systems and, and how we process. The solar and so on but i can remember when the stores were uh, and I, I think in this case it was mervins was all controlled i think out of minnesota and you know all of a sudden at six o'clock at night their their lights all shut off because their lights are controlled in minnesota you know and 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 i can remember thinking oh what a horrible system you know who would think of something like that and then years later I'll be darned. We we go to uh, automated systems that are all controlled, you know. And all of a sudden, my parking lot lights are going off at eight o'clock, and it's like, eh, this didn't. This that's, uh, up. that's not what I yeah, they're, signed they're, up for. Yeah, there's there's a learning curve there as you go through. We were adding a uh, department store one time to an existing mall, and we had torn down the wall between the mall and the and where the department store was going. It had a temporary wall up there, which uh, it was the first time I remember being. Uh, 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 microburst causing problems because they had they had put the shell up uh, they had the roof on, but the roof wasn't tight, meaning they had just put the the metal on, and a microburst came through that water that water that uh, air rushed through and tipped over that wall, and then all the debris from the construction site came in i mean it was it was a mess well, so, for those
0: who might not understand the a microburst is where you're getting a lot of wind and pressure all of a sudden just right. kind of a little wind storm. But the thing with the shopping malls is we're positive and negative balanced, right? right. So positive means errors from the mall is going out, and negative is it's sucking in. So depending on how your mall with missing a whole wall was set up from Eric air it could have been already at negative pressure, meaning it sucks that wall in just a little bit, so
1: that micro pressure hitting it would have just blown it in. Well, I wasn't at the mall that night. I was actually at a baseball game, and, and I was wondering. It, I'll tell you what night it was. It was the same night as uh, the infamous OJ chase because everyone was trying to watch the the sweet TVs to, to watch this <laughs> white Bronco chase. But all of a sudden, everyone on the other side of the field started throwing their hats on the field, and I'm thinking, well, that's weird. And then uh, what came to find out as it moved around the stadium, that was the microburst, uh, one microburst coming our way, and it was blowing hats off people. Oh, that's My funny. pager You're goes wave. off. I'm about five miles from the mall, and I'm thinking... This probably going to be good. <laughs> I get the call and I go down, and the whole wall's gone. But Ooh. at that same construction site, they were building that. They were still building that store over Christmas. And uh, at Christmas time, when you hook up Christmas decor, a lot of times you have to bring in lifts and you know, trained people. Sometimes riggers, you know, that that are that's that's what they do for a living because a lot of that stuff was suspended from the ceilings or, or beams inside the mall. And I had requested that they bring in a JLG lift, and for those of you who don't know what a JLG lift is. Yeah, it, please tell. I don't know yeah. what a JLG lift is. It, It's just a, a articulating lift that uh, it, it, you drive it. There's like three or four booms. You can get them to go 40, 60, 80 feet. They're big, but they, they're, they're great. It's it, You see the lifts that go straight up, but these ones allow you to swing around. You can approach things at an angle. Which is it, good for
0: multi-level malls and right. super high ceilings. Right. Yeah.
1: So uh, I had requested that they deliver one, and I, I asked that they deliver it inside the mall. I wanted it delivered inside. It was wintertime. It was a place where there was snow. And uh, so I drove down on Friday night uh, before, the, uh, before we started the decor on, on Friday night, maybe Saturday night. And the lift is sitting outside the construction site. It's not been moved into the, into the mall, as I ask. So there's the JLG lift. I'm livid uh but when they used to deliver those lifts and i don't know what they do now they would hide the key up over a wheel or you know i felt around enough till i finally found a key which i did i drove that lift through the construction site it was at dusk it probably took me an hour to get it lined up to get it to the door that there was a roll-up door at that end of the mall where we were going to bring it in and park it inside and i'm just cursing the whole way that they didn't do what i told them to do now i'm in here i'm driving in this construction site i'm not that good on this i i, I was so mad i just i just knew i was going to have to to someone was going to get an earful come monday so i get done i go inside to open the door on the inside and my lift is sitting inside where i told it to be i had just driven the <laughs> construction lift inside inside the space driven it all the way through there put it outside the door and I didn't back it out because I was pretty feeling pretty good I got it in there without tearing it up. I wasn't sure I was going to get it back out. But uh, the contractor did exactly what they were supposed to, as I asked. I was, I was the chump on that one. I needed to pay a little closer attention.
0: Well, and I guess you just gave all teenagers everywhere a, a, a chance to know where to find the key. Yeah. So.
1: Well, sorry. So for, for those of you that have the rental company, so you, know, you may want to look at another way to do the key. Yeah. And this was a long time ago. Surely there's been a more yeah, advanced more. way now. I, I hope so. Because well, it's that, awesome that, that wasn't good. That's
0: awesome that you had both, both your lift and their lift on the same time, because it's you know sometimes the confusion does happen i mean like you, i mean any any mall anywhere can have tons of lifts going on 80 footers 50 footers sixty footers same lifts i mean i've got some doing some tree work right now and and you know there's another one that's doing construction on a department store of all places so uh yeah there's always always comings and goings and and, and different pieces that way
1: you know, we've talked about how malls are, are are cities in and of themselves. And you know, usually uh in, in a lot of markets, I think other than the local police department, the malls probably spend as much on security as as anybody else. I mean it's they're they're not a police department, don't get me wrong, but the amount of money that we spend on security with a, with the sophisticated camera systems we have now, you know, it 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 is a great concern to us and they take a lot of effort and time into putting the systems and programs in place. Uh, but you know you're, you're maintaining a parking lot. You're maintaining ring roads. You're, you know, a lot of these properties will have two or three hundred parking lot lights. And you know, before LED lights, when they were high pressure sodium or, or uh, metal halide, halide, yeah, you of... know, you you could lose, you know, you were losing lights all the time, and it's not cheap to bring in a lift and make all this all this work at the right time. And you know, the striping in the parking lot. I mean, it's it's a. It, it is a city in and of itself, and I know one time we were restriping the parking lot, one, and the, uh, the contractor just didn't show up one day. They had striped part of it. We put down new asphalt. The ring road had no stripe in it. We were very upset about it. We're trying to reach the contractor. Can't get the contractor. I send them a letter saying, you know, we're going to hire someone else. We're going to come back to you for the cost. And I drive on the property a couple days later, and the contractor is there in a wheelchair, And he's got someone pushing him, and he's trying to lay stripes down from a wheelchair. Well being pushed. Yeah, he'd had an accident. He didn't want to tell us he had an accident. He didn't want to lose the job. And I'll tell you, if you've seen those trucks that lay the the lines down, there's an art to it. Uh, It's not an art that is perfected. In the use of a wheelchair, when you're—I when, can't remember. That was pretty fun.
0: interesting. I'd, I think I'd like to see that. Just to, you yeah. know, someone rolling through on the wheelchair while
1: mm-hmm. doing it—that'd be pretty impressive. Snow removal was another one. I had a big learning curve mm. on that. With, with there's many
0: snow. a sign that got knocked over by a sander in my tailgate. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I uh, I took over a mall one time uh, and uh, had replaced the manager that was there and rather quickly and uh it was a it was an area that had a lot of snow and i got the snow removal bill from this guy and he said he had 50 pick truck pickup trucks out there pushing snow and i'd been there for a couple of weeks when this bill came in i never saw 50 pickup trucks and so uh, i called him in my office and i said you have 50 trucks he said no he said i called in other people to help me and uh i, I he was already on his way out i was getting a real snow removal company in there and I picked up a phone book, and I, I threw it down the table in front of him, and I said, uh, give me the names of the 50 people <laughs> where you got the other trucks from. And he goes, you're not going to pay this bill, are you? And I said, well, I'll pay you something, but I'm not paying you for 50 trucks because you did not have 50 trucks out here. And he he took a lower settlement to it. So, But uh, the next guys that we got were absolutely incredible. And when you see someone on a bobcat or using a, a blade that knows what they're doing, it's a work of art. Oh, it's and it's
0: it's symph- it's a symphonic just – Display of coolness, right. yeah.
1: And I tell you, uh, this this won't mean much to anybody except those in the business. But you know, when it snows during the day, and you're trying to get the snow off, and and you know, people are still trying to park. If they can't see the line, they guess where the line is. Oh, and then yeah. in the the worst ones were, uh, they guess where the lines is. Then it warms up during the day, the snow melts, and people come in and they park where the lines are, even if that means they're blocking in someone else because. That's where the line is. And it's like, come on, you
0: know. Did you look around? That guy's double parked right there, and now you're parking. And so So now there's three people, which two are on each side and each – yeah, now you're completely blocked in, or everyone's mad. They look like that guy's an idiot and yep. parts in the middle. You're, like, you're such a jerk, <laughs> yeah. and it's like, no, it was all covered with snow when I got here at yeah. five in the morning. It is no, no, no.
1: And I tell you, it's such a, it was such a strange call about when do you close the mall when it snows. Because oh yeah, you know, that's a debate. You know, that's uh, not that uh, just uh, a little uh, debate. That's yeah.
0: a multi-party line.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and and. Uh, You know, I remember once I got my anchors to buy into the concept of we're closing, it's just too bad and unsafe. And almost immediately after we we announced that it was going to close and the weather, you know, the weather was saying we could get another six inches or whatever, within 30 minutes, it was sun was shining, stuff started melting, and we're sitting there looking at each other going... Yeah, that was the wrong call. Yep, I, I was always amazed how a school could be closed because the roads were so bad, and those were some of the busiest days in the mall. because oh, yeah, so everyone's well.
0: out of school. It's like, well, if I I can't make it to school, but I'm going to make it to the mall. Mm-hmm. In fact, I always felt like the start of the blizzard, like you know, first six inches of the blizzard, was like it just was a sea of people coming to the mall. And you're like, guys, they're, I'm pretty sure they're going to shut down the freeway today, but uh, you're making it here, which means good things for us. But <laughs> Can you make it home? Have you have you thought about the round trip? You know, and and we we I had a mall, I had a mall once. It was, it was my greatest January for gift card redemptions in the history of my mall. Like, sales were up astronomically in January that year because in December, the week before Christmas, like this is like the eighteenth or the twenty second or something. I mean, we're talking like prime shopping days. It drops. 48 inches in two days. Was it 48 inches? No, it's 24 inches. 24 inches in, in, basically it started at like 10 a.m. And by two, we're like, oh, we're coming down like half inch, an inch an hour. Like, we better cut it. So we, we're we closing at like two o'clock on this random day. Maybe it it's a Thursday, I think. And I, it just was coming down. I mean, it was coming down so much that like i would go out to the food court my food court had a balcony which had some outdoor tables on it and you could see the accumulation on the top of the table and so that way i didn't have to go into the bottom to get the measurement i could just look right there and be like well we're at eight inches sir hope we're at 20 inches sir we're at 27 inches because it's just stacked on top of this table and so we're watching this stuff and sure enough we close at two, but between two and four i must have had a thousand people drive to my mall and we're talking like the governor is saying it's a state of emergency, you need to stay off the roads, and, and the police are going, we will ticket you if you're on the road, but people are still coming to my mall. Meantime, the retailers are going, um, I can't get home, my second shift can't get in here, I don't know what to do, we should close, so we're like, yeah, we'll close, that's great, you know. but Macy's, I think at the time, for this one was like, we're staying open, You know, I was like, okay, great. And I had a Kmart on site, which also refused to close to anything. And so at least I could get some ramen noodles because that was about my only option. And uh, I remember it was so bad in this. I mean, and in this market, the South Mall got some, my mall got some on the north, and then even the shops above us got some. And and we, but it was the week of Christmas. So we're going, we got to get sales back. And so we brought in, um, it was like, eight 32 foot box cat pushers so it was a big cat dump you know a, a bulldozer if you will but it had a 32 foot push box and those things were running like 250 dollars an hour each and we had six of them and we brought them in and we were clearing snow and we would clear we would clear a whole parking field of 1100 1200 parking spaces by the time we cleared it we'd have to start back over and keep it going and if we didn't we were going to get behind and we'd get just smoked. Well, I remember after almost 20 you know 20 straight hours of clearing snow we opened the next day at noon when the other two centers couldn't open and the news crew had managed to make it through the entire city going to one mall and filming it, going to the next mall and filming it, going to the next mall and filming it. And, I, and though I bought a BMW 7 Series with that storm to make sure it was clear so we could have shopping, the news gave me some validation at the end of this thing because they ran the sto- the, sto- the story and they're like, don't visit this mall they don't know what they're doing. This mall's okay, but if you want to shop, go to this mall because it's an oasis. And I, tell, I kid you not, it was ice-covered roads and slush everywhere, but you hit my mall property and it was blacktop and walls of ice. It was crazy.
1: I love that. Uh, that's uh, That was my contractor's, my market, marking, marching orders to the contractor is I want to have the best parking lot in the in the city and and that's slip and falls and everything else too but they when you have the right equipment they know what they're doing it gets real expensive when you have to haul that snow away though too and oh you yeah get the extra cost of lump trucks of the drivers and it's uh it, there was always some sleepless nights there trying to figure out what you're going to do and how far you push and, and and what you do there on the on the side
0: but it is a it is a pretty it is a pretty detail so i think You know, if you get a chance to visit a mall in a a snowstorm, watching the the, uh, syncopated rhythm of of the snow removal is always a pretty fun sight while you're, again, sucking on your Jamba Juice or your Dairy Queen. Well, it's been a fun day today, uh, talking about all these different stories, and we look forward to next time. Uh, Thank you very much, and have a great day.